and welcome to Brown About Town, a brand spanking new pod- London-based podcast where me, Jay, me, Nima, and me, Stacey, we share our thoughts, top tips, and chat shit about lives in London. Yo, yo, yo. So, Nima, do you have a question? Uh, would oh, you rather? Okay. Would you rather? Let me start off. Okay, so, as per usual, because Twitter has all the jokes, and it's forever funny. I have, um, but this time I'm going to narrow it down. So I'll give each of you a specific would you rather. And then um, the third one, I'll give you a general one. Yeah. So, would you rather, okay, this is for you, Stacey Gore. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you rather lose all your money and valuables or all of the pictures you've ever taken? Oh, I don't have very much money or valuables. <laughs> um. I think I would say I'd rather lose all my money and valuables because mm. I'm a hustler. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so you can get all that stuff back. You can earn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just love a roof over my head. Mm. Is that included in my money and valuables? I, I need somewhere to live. Where will I keep my pictures if I have nowhere to live? What should we say? I need a good backpack. <laughs> but that's one of my valuables, probably. Valuables could be like Let's say high-end luxury stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of my shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, 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 I think I'd rather have all my pictures. But then, like, all my pictures are on my phone now. So if I've lost that, do I have my external hard drive that I've backed everything up on? You have the iCloud. I don't use iCloud because it's only five gigabytes of free storage. (laughs) (laughs) That's too much. That's too little storage. I'm not paying for any more. So I've stopped using iCloud. It does make the question quite hard, doesn't it? Because, because it's no. like, what's a valuable and what's a... Because I don't, have yeah, I don't You can't be too philosophical about this. Yeah, well, I don't know <laughs> details. I'm yeah, all no. about details. Okay, so if you could lose all your... Val- anything that you've ever put money into or bought yeah. is lost, or all your photos. What about me? I put a lot of money into me. <laughs> well, you can keep your, your body in your face. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think I'd rather keep the photos. Yeah. Although I'm still iffy about the details because if I lose <laughs> any photos on my we, camera, I will not be happy. I guess we could assume that your photos, no matter where you stored them, like I miraculously, I have access. They are somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Or they will someone will print me a copy. Before exactly. It I, do I want the digital? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm gonna have the photos. <laughs> yeah, the photos. <laughs> I choose That's photos. Name, thank you. You can't ever get like you can't buy back yeah, memories. Exactly. It's yeah. memories. Um. Yeah. You know, whether they're hard copies or electronic mm-hmm. or whatever, they are. Yeah. I think I have photos. I think it's a good choice. Good choice. So, moving on to JOK. Um, I was going to say, would you rather you weren't able to ever listen to your favourite musician again uh-huh. or never eat your favourite food again? Uh, you know what? That's quite hard because I don't think I have like one favourite musician mm-hmm. or one favourite food. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's good because that was going to be my follow up question for you. Like, what would, what's do your you favourite food a, and what's I your favourite musician? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, I guess there's always new music. So, Do you want to pass on this and I give you another one? Yeah, give me I another one. Because that, yeah, like, I, that'd be like, yeah. well, I, although I feel like <laughs> I, I know what you'd say for this one, but okay. <laughs> would you rather have infinite wealth mm-hmm. Go on. or have <laughs> infinite knowledge? Infinite knowledge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, yeah, I like being. I like. But you couldn't you buy knowledge with your wealth? No. Have you not seen Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Can you buy, buy knowledge? <laughs> but I feel like that's a choice. <laughs> you, could, you could buy people that will listen to your sh- bullshit. But I was going to stop myself swearing there. But yeah, <laughs> where you, feel yeah. free people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I would. Yeah, I like being clever. Knowing and with stuff. your intelligence, you could. Um, you gain respect. Yeah. Maybe money. And yeah, the mullah comes in. <laughs> yeah, like maybe, yeah. Definitely yeah. knowledge. Definitely. Okay. She I says. <laughs> but for the two of you. Okay. Would 
you be mortal <laughs> on an immortal planet or be immortal on a mortal planet? Um, for me, myself, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'd like to be immortal on a mortal planet. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think it's a morbid choice. I'll mm-hmm. probably regret it. But again, I have so many follow-up questions. Yeah, I got sorry. I got I got I got a bit confused there. I thought. It was um, superpowers, but mortal, that's a different thing. Yeah, I don't, okay. Uh, so that's where I need my infinite knowledge from. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think immortal. No, no, mortal. On an immortal. Mortal. But that's weird. Because I think it would be interesting. You'd be kind of like, you'd have a really different perspective from other people about like how you live your life. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that would be quite interesting. Like, to, like people would fa- be fascinated by you. I don't want to think I'd li- want to live forever. You could be the planet's treasure. Yeah. See, what put me off about that was because mm-hmm. um, on an immortal planet, like they obviously have a different pace lifestyle. And uh, yeah, they'll be doing different things. And as a mortal, it would just be... As a mere mortal. As a mere mortal. <laughs> what would you do? Like, you could, you'd look old. You, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, so true. Say if you fell in love with an immortal, how sad would that be? Oh, yeah, but then you'd be really special to them. And how they, old would your babies have... be like? You'd have to have kids. Oh, it's a whole life. What are you going to do otherwise? All right, Asian. If you don't want kids, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> what is yes, it? At least you'll have one parent. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, you'll create the only single father in the world. He'll be such a dill. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will be like, oh my God, he's not got a wife. Everyone else has. Everyone else would have so much more baggage than the people in your life. I don't know. I think I just like the idea of being immortal mm. and seeing what happens. Oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's different from what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, I have a slightly different in that, life. In that perspective. What about you, Jay? What didn't I say? I said... Oh, my bad. <laughs> Nima's not I, that, yeah, she was like, oh, I got bored. Uh, uh, what would I... Yeah, I'd like to be immortal on an immortal planet. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to be immortal on a mortal planet. Because okay. I think not? I think the power would go to your head so quickly. Yeah, that would, I would be an excellent dictator. I say this all the time. <laughs> bring me, yeah. bring me fresh, yeah. mini picked <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, that was my would you rather. But yeah, but if you guys, um, I guess we could say if they have any would you rather questions. Yeah, they could email us yeah. at um, brownabouttown.ldn at gmail dot com. Um, if you have any questions or like just want to see what would you rather do yeah. or also what would you do um, in certain situations maybe like what would you do if you um, sorry just that's me yeah, 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 yeah I was just doing <laughs> my, si- my <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to bring City High into this place <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah um, yeah any questions we can answer those yeah the weirder the better yeah definitely give me more details as well okay no. alright Stacey <laughs> <laughs> please but yeah so um, we're going to go back into Brownabout. Yeah, Brownabout Town. So okay. uh, we're going to kind of like talk a little bit about like what we've been up to in the last couple of weeks and uh, then kind of like some tips of stuff we love to do in London, um, stuff we hate in London as well, um, and then some top tips. Uh, so do someone want to start with their reviews? Stacey? Um, yes, yeah, so I, along with JK, mm-hmm. um, went to Thriller, went to see Thriller Live again. Yes. Well, I've seen it many, many times. Um, Where I'm judging by the way but that's <laughs> the haters are gonna hate but i'm gonna carry on living my life yeah, yeah. and i'm gonna see michael jackson as many times as i like immortalized my in God. this beautiful west end production <laughs> um 
I love it. And you had a great time, so don't even act okay, like... Okay, look, I don't... This doesn't need to... This is the second time you saw it, so who's the loser now? The person who has seen it five times. There's only three more times than you. Only. Exactly. Anyway, do you want to describe to the people what Thriller is? Like, what... Yeah, so it sounds a bit dry if I describe it, but it's just, you know, if you don't like Michael Jackson, what's wrong with you? But it just basically is a production of all his music and it's kind of cheesily narrate, narrated like throughout the time um, and they kind of like yeah just describe the kind of successes he's had um, and go through all these different music and they just perform his music they leave out the trial um, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah just um, I yeah. didn't want to bring that up um, yeah. yeah but it's just it's so good to watch it's just his music is feel good it's like great to dance to um, there's not really very much um, I don't know they haven't really thought about you dancing so mm-hmm. like you're kind of stuck there like chair dancing but uh, there is an interactive part as well where they get to stand up and do some dance moves but only for like five minutes that sounds fun yeah I just I really enjoyed it I love his music like and the singers are great and the band live band um, the dancers are great there's a cute little kid that they get to do young oh, Michael he, he is like he's adorable like you know you're like oh my god he's so cute yeah. <laughs> sing 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 like, yeah yeah so oh, good um, and it's just yeah like at some point it's like I think obviously they try to impersonate him a little bit but not too much but there's parts of it where you're like oh my god that actually does sound like it could be Michael Jackson kind of not really yeah. but you know it's like you, yeah it's nice um, he has I risen really, <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no he'd be a terrible ghost it'd be really scary <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> But I do think, yeah, like, I did really enjoy it. And I think um, one of the good things about it is because, like, like, West End productions are pretty, like, expensive, as everyone knows, like, £50 a ticket. But it's quite affordable, really. You can get tickets for, like, 27 Like, oh, I mean, good. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, it's quite affordable. Like, it's right near, like, what's the area called? Like, it's near Soho. And, yeah, Lyric Theatre. Like yeah. The Lyric Theater. There's a, a nice McDonald's shrimp corner. So you can get, like, <laughs> yeah. a Class it up. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, budget um, life. Yeah, there's always tickets on like Amazon tickets. Look out for all that booking fees. Like, um, what's it called? London Theatre Direct. Um, I think they're quite easily accessible. Um, and yeah. it's a very small theatre, so it doesn't really matter where you sit. Um, you will get good a good view of it because I've sat like last couple of times I sat in the middle of the stall downstairs, mm-hmm. but I've sat in. So there's two balconies. I don't know if they're called something else, like balcony in the upper circle. But I've sat mm-hmm. in the second one up as well, yeah. and sort of sat halfway sat halfway halfway at the back mm-hmm. um, and you can you still get a pretty good view because it's such That's a small how long are um, they doing it for the production it's, it's ongoing I think I think it was going to end last year for some weird reason um, yeah. but it seems to be ongoing and they do like oh. six shows a week so they must be doing really well I think they for are. it to be going on as long as it is then. yeah That's um, really it's good. definitely every, a every bit time, of, sorry, sorry. every time I've been as well it's been like pretty packed out there's not been very many empty seats they must have really good like me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a crazy woman up, like in the balcony, like dutty whining to like. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. There a couple of yeah, times. you know, you, the people on the stage were looking at her like, "Oh, we know that bitch." Like, regular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there she, there she is. Um, yeah, yeah. She was having a great time, and um, yeah, if you can afford balcony tickets, I would say set up there. You can have your own dance party. There's no. Um, leg re- restriction requirements. <laughs> I don't think they have leg. They don't measure. But you know, it's like before. in the theater, like this small space for your legs. You can't like, yeah. chair dance as yeah. effectively as you could in other places. So yeah, I would highly recommend Thriller from my biased opinion of being a Michael Jackson fan um, and seeing it many many times. I think there might be a few my- more Michael Jackson fans. Like well, me. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's good that his legacy is able to like like go on like that though. It's yeah, I don't think you get many artists that are like that though. They can make an impact. Yeah, like he's got um, like I don't know if it's the same production or whatever, but you Cirque du Soleil do a thriller show in Vegas, and it's like a residential oh, one. That would be yeah, that would be, really yeah, cool. that'd be fantastic. The music and the acrobats would be so good. Yeah, that's a must see. Um, 
there's the sign there's a tina turner um musical Ooh. coming out as well so yes i think i saw the adverts for that. yeah so all on the tube so i don't know we haven't been to see that yet yeah, but that might be should. quite <laughs> yeah um but i really want to see the motown musical as well but i've heard yeah, from people too. that have seen it that they are not as audience friendly so like you get told off if you like dance or get up or anything like that and it's yeah. like uh-uh. that's motown. what nonsense <laughs> yeah do audience? but to be fair like they, they did that they had to do that dream girls a few times where people were like waving their hands in the air and like to be fair i almost like scream like there's so many times where i just want to jump up and dance but it's kind of oh. like you know you're at a theater you can't really just stand up or there's not like, even where i was sitting anyway like there wasn't much space to even get up so yeah like, I couldn't. yeah but I guess I can see that the whole yeah. dancing thing. Um, when I went to see Mamma Mia ages ago, um, oh, hate was, right, Mamma Mia. You know, Abba music <laughs> is good. It, have you seen the film? Forget the film. I've not seen it's the just, film. It's a but musical I like Abba. Abba. Really I like Abba. story, but it's I, fine. But yeah, there was definitely like a hen party there, and they were so drunk, they were emotional, they were crying at all the bits like oh, you're supposed to cry much. at, and they were like whooping, and I was like, all right, girls, go home. Gina. Yeah, Gina. <laughs> Gina. Oh, Gina. Oh dear. <laughs> But, yeah. but anyway, uh, we are clearly fans of the West End and musicals. Um, yes, I love musicals. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be uh, providing lots of reviews about those sorts of things. I think yeah. we'll, we, you know, we're always regularly trying to get to them. Yeah. It's that disposable income, like slight disposable income. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> money spent on the theatre. Yeah, exactly, basically. Um, so I guess, like, if you don't mind, I can start reviewing my thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I went to uh, the... There's a at the South Bank Centre, so I don't know if you know that. It's near Waterloo. It's um like a big. It's basically meant to be like a big community centre, but for London. And they do loads of great exhibitions and talks there. Um, and at the moment, like it started on the twenty first of September, um, but it runs until the fifteenth of November. It's like a uh, exhibition of prisoners' art. Well, it's not just prisoners actually. It's um people who are in detention centre, refugee uh, immigration detention centres, uh, asylum. Well, they're not called asylums anymore. What are they called? Uh secure hospitals and um prisons and it's just um showcasing lots of artwork from like those kinds of those prisons and like um it's got it's a mixture between like uh art like um drawings uh there's some poetry there's some spoken word and um uh they have on the walls they have like headphones with that uh, where you can listen to like spoken word and music that people have made while they're in prison yeah, interactive. um but yeah like and you, you know it's like oh it sounds interesting but like um i went yeah, a couple of weeks ago, it's free. Um, and just the art is such like it's really beautiful. It's really like um, like varied as well. There's quite a lot. Like there's like um, there's one piece which I thought was really interesting. It was more. It was like a comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, there was it was like a prison. Someone who was like robbing a place, and they had like a little. It sounds a bit strange, but like a little elephant thing that was like their mascot, and it's just like yeah, really interesting. Wait, quite- they used the elephant to rob. Well, it was kind. Of, it was a picture, and I think the elephant was meant to be like his conscience or his buddy oh, or whatever. So anyway, it's a really interesting like uh, mm-hmm. exhibition. Um, it's really great art, free, and yeah, I definitely strongly recommend. Uh, there's some like, cross stitch art as well, which um, I'm uh, a bit of a cross stitch loser, so I quite enjoy doing that. <laughs> and it's um, like really like yeah, very beautiful. Don't put yourself down. That's yeah, different. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm different. Hobby, that's but that's someone's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> My mom says I'm special. Um, it's fine. But Is yeah, it on for very long. Yeah, it's oh, on. Really it's good. on till the fifteenth of November, um, oh, and yeah, it's a uh, it's done in um, I think with a uh, charity that works with prisoners mm-hmm. um, and like just kind of encouraging art like and, and stuff with them. So I would definitely like, strongly recommend. I I might go again. That sounds really good. Is yeah. it a mixture of do you know um, if the people that took part were men and women or just I don't gender? I don't actually know. I just make it clear, but some of the music is women, um, mm-hmm. so I know. Like I'm aware, like I'm aware it's men who are doing it, but this I think it's also. 
so it's probably mixed. Yeah, it. like mixed. Well, the music is definitely mixed. I'm not yeah. sure about the artists and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, but like, I think it's always nice to kind of like that sort of stuff. It's quite interesting. Like, um, you always think about obviously like people are sometimes quite negative about prisoners or whatever. Yeah. But it's mm. just nice to get like art from somewhere a bit different. Like, I think I'm kind of a bit of a art skeptic, I guess. Like, you know, it's like I love like you know the classics. When I say I love, I appreciate. I appreciate they're nice, <laughs> um, but like I I like kind of. I'm all about that kind of social commentary as well as art. I think that's kind of... I think sociology and art are quite interlinked. Like, if it's a form of expression, some people may not be great with words in the traditional form. Yes, I'm dyslexic. It's very difficult. Um, Go on. Yeah, all my essays and what not. Yeah, for for prisoners, it it sounds like a good programme. I don't know if it's a programme or just something they put on as a one-off, but Mm -hmm. if they've got something to channel themselves into other than just, like, employment they're not getting paid for. Yeah, um, (laughs) that's slave labour that you get in prisons nowadays. Um, But yeah, it's just something creative to do because... yeah, it, yeah, it, it frees the mind. I think, like, what well, if you can do something yeah. a bit, and the idea that it's yeah. going to reach people as well, so it's going to be on exhibition, people can access it, and like, I don't know about being prison because I haven't been, yeah, but um, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> family and friends, um, it's it's nice to think, oh, at some point it'll be exhibition somewhere, yeah. and your family and friends can go along and kind of see your experience. Actually, I think so. Look on the Southbeck website; it's got all the information about it. But there's also prison uh, an ex offender does tours as well and like explains it. Oh, I didn't wow. actually get a chance to do that, but I would like to. I might go back when. I think it's like, at, I don't know the exact times, but basically there's like two tours in the day so someone can talk, talk you through it and like explain what's going on. But oh, yeah, I think, yeah. interesting. Yeah, there's so much stuff in like, you know, to do, especially the Southlake Centre in general is really good for like events and stuff. Um, a lot of free events there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they do a lot of free exhibitions as yeah. well. So, a lot of family friendly stuff there as well for yeah. people with families. Yeah. <laughs> Suckers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's my kind of, my top thing that I've been doing in London this week. That's cool, especially since it's like an outlet for like, like, just like, yeah, to like, you know, express themselves. Express. Yeah, that song. Yeah, but yeah, no, that yeah, that is really good. But um, this week, not so much artsy, but um, we went to Bane Women, which was a discussion um hosted by Web Roots, um, Democratic Web Roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was why Parliament needs us and how to make it happen. So that. Well, how to make it listen rather correction, mm-hmm. but yeah, that happened this past week, and that was really insightful. Like, um, and wasn't that held at um, Westminster as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, 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 I've cool. never been in before, so it was yeah, quite exciting. Know. Everyone, like my friend who's from the North, was like, "Didn't you come like on school trips and stuff?" Yeah, like, I was like, no, I went they to the never pot. Did that. No, yeah, it's like, and you get tours anyway. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> It was really good. Now, the first thing I did notice when we walked in was the smell. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, the old, well, it's an old, old building. Yeah. Yeah. It was very old. <laughs> like, you could smell it. And they're but, spending their money on coffee machines, not yeah. cleaning, so. Right. Okay. But, um, <laughs> we'll get to that later, I guess. But, but it was really good. Um, it was really insightful. It was nice doing a little, we didn't get a full-on tour, obviously, but we did just, like, walk around, see, like, um, the statues, the paintings and whatnot, and, um. The gold that has been taken from other countries on mm. the roof ceilings, yeah. but yeah, yeah. That's anyhow, stolen gold, yeah, stolen gold. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but um, yeah, it was really insightful, and it was even more like powerful and um, encouraging. But yeah, um, to like be in a room with so many other women of color with different backgrounds, different experiences, sharing. A lot of them were experienced. We actually had a PM that was there, right? Uh, MP. Um, yep, yeah, MP, my bad, yeah. my bad. The PM. <laughs> oh, only got one. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking it into her future. It can happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But um, 
yeah, she spoke to us, and we had other people from other platforms. So it was really good. Jay, you were there as well. So yeah. Like, yeah. So um, the speakers were kind of varied. I was, I was saying, like, I was thinking when I was there, it was kind of like um, there was a, a director of a think tank called Class, which is a great think tank. The uh, director, I think it's, her name's Faisal Shaheen, and she's yeah. just if you watch the news, sometimes they like she was saying actually she kind of she's an economist and she often very qualified obviously she got a phd went to oxford um but she often gets uh pigeonholed she's asian um uh and she um gets pigeonholed to come and talk about race so but when she does she's amazing um when she was talking about um i saw her on um andrew Marr, i think it was and she was talking about grenfell and it was just it's just nice to have like a very uh authentic insight into like what the issues are like she's a very intelligent great very so passionate she's very too. passionate very. and you could tell that she she really like she steps up whenever she needs yeah. to kind of thing. Um, so she was one of the speakers. Mm-hmm. And then there was a woman called Abby. I, I forget her surname, but she... Oh, Paul, yeah, but she was a um, a Labour councillor um, yeah. in Bexley, I think. And she, yes, yeah, so she was talking about that kind of experience where it's like, not so... Lo- it's not local politics. Yeah. It's um, kind of, Well, it is local politics rather than national politics, which can has its own kind of barriers. And she was talking about that, like trying to get in. Like, <clears throat> it's very like you have to go from under your own steam there's not a lot of national support mm-hmm. um and then there was mp who was a, a, a bank well she she's bangladeshi i think she moved here when she was quite young uh and um uh she uh yeah she not was too short- Sadiq, is it no 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 okay. Rish- uh, no um Rishan- ali but yeah so she was talking about her experience as an mp uh there's been quite a lot of stuff about like abuse that people are getting um like on online she was talking about but she ran in 2005 so it was kind of before twitter and facebook were so big but she she still got a lot of abuse mm-hmm. um and then there was a girl who's uh, i think editor of gaudem which is a great uh website which shares a lot of like okay. um british uh perspectives on um race like from a women's perspective mm-hmm. and she was there talking about kind of the the kind of another element of politics so obviously uh, the mp was talking about the parliamentary kind of politics mm-hmm. and then um this girl who has the online magazine um was talking about uh that kind of like resistance or like politics outside of parliament or outside of like the yeah, the, yeah. the structures and kind of like putting pressure and having those thoughts and those voices out there and i, I yeah i don't know it was, a bit, it was strange because everyone seemed to have some really shit experiences like yeah. you know like some of the racism like having to be the only one standing up being Sex. kind of sex yeah. the sexism actually was one of the main things that they were mm-hmm. talking about yeah. um and like yeah just um those kind of microaggressions that i yeah. think we all kind of experience i think it was, kind of, <laughs> it was quite interesting i liked it uh a lot because i feel like at uni i went to a lot of events like this and i really enjoyed those um and it was kind of that perspective of you know like when you're out and like all the black men are the ones that picked out to be searched to go into the uni club mm-hmm. and like you know having those conversations with people like Oh, like I, f- I had a friend and her name was like Elizabeth and someone was like, oh, uh, like her first day of uni. She's like, oh, I'm Elizabeth. She's like, oh, that's really normal. I thought it was going to be something like Shaniqua or something. Oh, her yeah. first day at uni, you know, like those kind yeah. of experiences. But then mm. this event kind of was like that professional woman experience, which yeah. I think like a lot of us are like moving into now. And when you're not at uni, you don't have that network. It's hard to tap into. Yeah. So it must be reaffirming. Like, I mean depressing but reaffirming to hear that other people go through the same things yeah yeah so it it seemed i don't know i I found it very i didn't find it depressing i I found it really like inspiring i guess it was like oh look at these women they're like yeah this shit you have to work hard and we're doing it because we care and like you know that political interest i think is like as i think women of color really like all the people i know are very very political because it's part of your life or the things that inspire you to get into politics 
like they happen and you're like yeah. well this is wrong and you want to stand up yeah it was a beautiful like it was an excellent event they were talking about kind of trying to make it like a, a bigger thing like a movement which we do yeah i definitely think it would be a good idea like shout out to um the girl that was ho- hosting it i think she was chairing the whole thing mm. Raman. i don't really i hope i didn't butcher that but mm-hmm. yeah yeah she did a really good job like i really do hope they do um like continue doing that do another one because it was like relatively small room mm. and i know for sure for every person in there there has to be another three people they know yeah. that would want to come yeah i like, know yeah i know sure. at least like four yeah, people that exactly. would have come and like, there's three of us there so it's needed like like you said yeah. it's encouraging like sometimes it's like oh, it's so annoying that these um situations still happen you know yeah you, you get you face these microaggressions every day but it happens and it's also um a way of like i guess it's also a bit therapeutic because you're all in there, you're sharing your experiences, and you know you're not alone in these in- instances. Yeah. And you, you know, you're that one <laughs> sprinkle of color <laughs> in, in, out there in, in the field. real world, yeah. yeah, in your little field, and everyone's in different industries. And when you come together and like you share your stories and like encourage each other on, you know, how you can deal with X, Y, Z, um, no, it's really good. It's needed. Yeah. We need more of that. And I think there was a, a like. I mean, the way I would hope it would develop into like kind of workshops or something where people could go and talk about yeah. their experience. Was I think most of the questions, and I kind of I like had a, like a little thing in my heart. I was like, this is so good. Like you can see that these people are like, everyone's like asking practical yeah. questions. They were like, yes. what advice do you have to someone who has to do this on this day? And everyone, and mm-hmm. then they got practical advice back. There's yeah. a lot, you know, often people's questions at these kind of talks is, um, so I read this thing and blah, 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 for like forty five minutes. Yeah. And they don't really. Yeah. Ask when the, the audience questions. can relate. Yeah, the, the audience problems. is like, it sounds like a really good networking event. I've gone to stuff for like for my job, stuff like that, where you say this is a problem I have. How would you guys deal with mm-hmm. it? Or and someone's like, yeah, I had a similar problem, and yeah, the feedback is amazing. Mm-hmm. So to do something like that for like, yeah, this is my personal life experience in my profession. Yeah, has anyone else had the same thing? Oh yeah, we have. Um, yeah, this is what really I did. Useful. You literally like when you read the body language, people were leaning forward, like literally, like yo, give me. The the juice give me how do i do this like it it, it was great yeah so more of that please yeah that sounds really good (laughs) yeah and i think we put that on our facebook group as well yeah Uh, our facebook page yeah roundabout town ldn yeah ldn yeah Yeah. check us out Mm -hmm. so (laughs) yeah yeah, that that was really great Mm -hmm. yeah so um so we're gonna go into just some recommendations of what we've seen as going on in london town um so for this month coming up um, just some recommendations on what is going on in London town this month. So this month, um, this coming a week or so, the London Literature Festival is going on. So that's going to be kickstarted this weekend at Poetry. Um, so the Poetry International started off this weekend, and that's opening up at South Bank. So like Jay, Jay yes, mentioned, clearly, <laughs> clearly they have loads of free stuff. Yeah. So there are going to be so many events going on. Um, so a lot of poetry, spoken words going on this weekend by the time you would have heard this. But then they also have um wordy events. So there's going to be loads of readings, talks and workshops. So definitely check that out on the South Bank website. You should definitely have loads of options. I think it should be interesting, especially if you like literature. Mm-hmm. So there's something out there or for Or even everybody. if you don't and you want to find a little bit more about literature yeah, events. Yeah. I actually, great way to... I'm not sure if it was the same uh, thing last year, but I went to a... Uh, it was like a poetry reading. I don't know the poet's name. I forget, mm-hmm. but I think he's quite famous. But he, um, so he did a. It, it was kind of like a, a poetic story, and he was just talking about. Um, it was an interesting topic. It was like um, him being a politicized like person at uni, and then his friend who, like, kind of like 
got a bit uh, disengaged with it and like blah blah. So just talking about his experience going into like the gu- like writing for the Guardian and stuff, and his friend who was just like started voting UKIP even though he was. But like it was like I don't know. It was yeah, but the way he told the story is really beautiful and really interesting. And you can kind of it's just kind of seeing that like. I think a lot of us, like people who are politically engaged, I think maybe mm-hmm. this is a bit of a slump time where it's like yeah. you, um, you kind of crack. You're like, oh, I'm trying to change, I'm trying to change, and then nothing. You fall off that cliff edge. Yeah. And yeah, not to go back to the BM we women thing, but that sort of thing kind of yeah. boosts you up again. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, so put poetry on lots of different topics all yeah. the time. It's interesting. And I think what's really great about this is um, this year's focus is on like cultural sustainability. So I think especially I guess with the rise of like nationalism globally they're trying to like you know I think that's the great thing about arts they try to help bring people yeah. together culturally so mm-hmm. they're trying to um, I think they're emphasizing on like um, endangered languages as well that's really so interesting that's, yeah. cont- cultural sustainability that's not a term I've heard before yeah I, I like know, it I, I really <laughs> I was like Okay, because I like you know from my personal experience that yeah. I I speak three other languages mm-hmm. and they just they're languages I've inherited yeah. and I don't actively speak any other language. Well, I've tried a bit of French at school and then you know yeah. I can't speak it mm-hmm. um, as much as I like to pretend I do. Mm-hmm. Um, basic but, yeah. understanding yeah. of French. Well, well, I have a very basic understanding of French. <laughs> you and me both that how you will, but uh, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of like I'm very sad that if I were to have my own family and my kids, I, I would struggle to pass the language skills on, even though like I'm pretty fluent in them. Mm. And um, it's just it's not something. I speak to a lot of people and mm. I find it really hard to switch languages with people as well which mm. shouldn't be a thing but I find it is um, so no, yeah English has become like my dominant language um, and I just think that's the only thing I'll pass on and it makes me really sad mm. I feel like I should probably change myself and, you know, but you know <laughs> what I will say it's crazy because but it's good that you're able to like speak them because that's one thing that I wish I did have yeah. like my parents funny enough they're from the same tribe within the same country and everything but like Myself and my brothers, we don't speak fluently, although my brothers yeah. say, um, no, like, one local language in, in a Yoruba, but, like, yeah. bits and pieces. But I don't know how to speak anything. I can pick up, like, I know when someone's saying some off stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't stupid. Yeah, <laughs> don't so try guess, me. Can't uh, tell yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> but, I guess I've had a different upbringing, so I find yeah. that a bit strange, because I know a lot of friends mm-hmm. who, technically, I'm not even first generation, but my friends are all first generation or second generation, yeah. and they, they can understand the language fine, but they can't yeah. speak it. So mm. I, I always find that really strange, but it's because, I guess, like, you know, well, at least one of them is, like, you my mother tongue. Yeah. yeah, and I used to be able to read and write um, them as well, but oh, that's really uh, but I just lost it completely when, when I moved to England, and, um, and I think it was, again, it's interesting because I think both my parents had different um, kind of priorities. So my parents, my my dad's priority was like, don't lose your home language, always forcing us to speak it. And my mom's mm. priority was like, don't want you to have an accent and get bullied. So, yeah. so she was really forcing the English. Yeah. Uh, and my dad was really forcing the Urdu and Punjabi and like Hindi we picked up on TV anyway. Um, but So yeah, it's just really interesting. If they didn't have those conflicting priorities, I wonder what would happen. Yeah. It probably, I guess, naturally you'd have a fade out. I think we definitely need to talk about this another time because I... It is really important, especially when you have like such a culturally diverse background. Yeah, it's a trying to how do you balance like keeping bilingual problems? Yeah, yeah, bilingual. <laughs> but you know, it's hard because you want to assimilate into the culture that you're living in, yeah. but it's hard to. But you need that. I think language is a massive. And again, like I'm not saying if you don't have language, you don't have a connection to your culture. But having it, helps it so yeah, much. it's a massive connection to your yeah. like culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it's just I really like to be able to think in a different language. And, and words I just, are heavy. Yeah, in exactly. And, to, the way and so, so I different. really love foreign films, but when I see subtitles of like languages I can understand, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not correct. That joke is ruined. Why have you written it that way? Yeah, so I've explained it a different way. So then it makes me wonder when I'm watching other foreign films, mm-hmm. what am I missing out on? I must be missing so much mm-hmm. because you're just not yeah. getting the gist of stuff yeah. the same way. Anyway, yeah, for another time, perhaps. But yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that was really interesting. I thought that was good. And then October is Black History Month in the UK. So um, well, I thought I'd pick out one um, or two events. But another one is a Black History Month presentation, which is going to be at St Anne's Library in Tottenham from 5 to 7. It's the amazing history of black people in London before 1948. And that's free. Mm-hmm. So quickly go on Eventbrite. Hopefully they haven't sold out by the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you look. Sounds but good. yeah, it seems high in demand. But I thought that was interesting because I always thought like, were there black people back then? Yeah, yeah. you know what? Because like, <laughs> yeah. like, you, you, you know when they teach you history, they don't. Yeah, they just like to ignore it. It's yeah. literally white, black and white, but yeah. not black and white. Or yeah, no other I, cultures. Yeah. you only think of it when they went out to other countries and you know captured. But they did that years and years before that, yeah, so they were yeah. definitely there. Yeah, no, um, I think like so we've been to a few talks. I think like probably last year, Black History Month, and Jay that is. Me, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Stacey and Jay. <laughs> On our adventures. <laughs> um, so we uh, saw Akala, so Miss Dynamite's brother. If oh, you don't know Akala, they... If you don't know Akala, look him up. But he does a lot of stuff about the history of black people in England before Windru- the Windrush generation, which is where people think, oh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, after the war, there was not enough people uh, to yeah. do jobs, so they got the black people from the Caribbean islands mm. to come. <laughs> which is just, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, obviously that did happen and that was a big migration like moment. Yeah. But there, you know, there's been black people here forever. Uh, well, for for time, at least yeah, many like, many years. Yeah, and also there, were, you know, if you don't know, there was slavery in England in Liverpool in the docks. So you know, also Google. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that I like. I hope. Um, yeah. It, um, just a cool, quick, cool point about Kakala is that he's self-taught. He's not like um, educated like at university level or anything like that. Like he's basically all his information self-taught. is self-taught, and he he throws a lot of light on basically be be fame writers or people that write about. That well, it's considered alternative history, but it's not really because it's like that also happened. Yeah, just no one else writes about it. It's not mainstream history, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, but he, yeah, so if you research him, look out for it because he will always recommend and reference things that he's talking about. So there is all that stuff is out there. It's just mm. people aren't supporting it. So I think it's really cool that he does that as well. Yeah, you yeah, don't maybe. learn this stuff until you're older and you actually willingly go out to read it. Yeah. No, yeah, they, they don't teach this when you're like yes. yeah, going up in school. Yeah, no, I had like I've had this kind of discussion with people where it's kind of like you go through school and it's just like oh yeah this is the history and then you think oh well i'm the you know i must be the first black person to ever live in england because there's yeah. no history yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway i should write down my history but then like um so what was i gonna say oh yeah like basically you don't hear any of this history until you get to i mean i would i would say i got it at university but i didn't get it in my undergraduate degree i went my master's degree because mm-hmm. i had a black tutor who was uh, an expert in black studies and That's i did crazy. i i didn't even go to i didn't ha- i wasn't part of her course i uh, just went to attend because my friends mm-hmm. told me it was interesting anyway so you don't learn anything about it until you get a bit older and then you mm-hmm. feel like it's a bit of a I mean, it, it makes people think it's a conspiracy because you're like, well, why are yeah. you not teaching? But it doesn't, mm. I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I just think it's like, uh, like, maybe it was a conspiracy before, but it's just like a, it's a legacy of like pretending that people of colour didn't exist in yeah. the, or. Well, it's not popular, but I always like to refer this back to something I picked up, the only thing I picked up in psychology AS level. Go on. But, um, <laughs> the way nor- normality is defined is by popularity. So if something is popular mm. by the masses, it becomes automatically normal. So if we were all aliens um, and there was a few humans, that would be the norm on Earth. So mm. it's like, yeah, if mainstream history is that, that's a norm. Whatever you learn outside of it feels very weird, almost as if it's a fake or like you said, a conspiracy theory. But it's not. It's it all. It's, it's a truth. It's just, it's different perspective. And also it fits quite nicely into the narratives because it was happening at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, oh yeah, like that, yeah, that affected these people in this way. Yeah. But we only learned about how it affected these people. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
yeah, it blows my mind because I was like, I did a whole history and politics degree, came out of it apparently with no knowledge whatsoever, <laughs> and then <laughs> educated myself. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a lot of alternative facts out there. Mm-hmm. Very true. But actual factual. Yeah, yeah, factual facts. facts. <laughs> that was, that's good because what I was going to say that was funny when you said about being the first black person is that I remember like in secondary school, me and Jay used to go to the same secondary school yeah. before I relocated. But anyhow, um, they used to like when it used to be Black History Month, they'd be like, Nimar, do a presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the token African. <laughs> like oh my God. go tell us everyone about else Africa. learned from Africa. So <laughs> Literally. Like, no, genuinely like what the twelve year old girl at the school. Yeah, she should like, teach it. There's not like there's any qualified teachers here yeah. who might be able to <laughs> And I had only been back to Nigeria once in like year six, like since I was like a little kid. And I didn't have much. I literally was just get whatever my mum told me or the little that I did know. Yeah. I was sharing it or whatever. I mean, I guess that's better than nothing, but that is just so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the same what? thing, like, in my primary school, um, yeah. um, there was a lot of Asians. It was quite mm-hmm. mixed, but every time it was, like, a Christmas or school party, all the Asians would get told to bring samosas and pakoras and kebabs, and it's like, can we just not get the juice allocated? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. easier for my mum to do that than, uh, <laughs> exactly. and then me to go home and be, like, demanding food. But, like, that's how it was. It's like mm-hmm. uh, the English kids were told to bring, like, sandwiches, crisps and drinks. Yeah. And everyone else was told, all the Asians were told to bring. <laughs> oh, yeah, we like samosas. Yeah, because the teachers <laughs> are like, oh, I want a samosa for dinner. So. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I remember when you were moving away. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, everyone, you were like, oh, I'm moving to Nigeria. And so, I mean, some of the racism. Like people, are, oh, she's oh gonna, is she yeah. gonna live in a hut? They Why is she? Oh my I god! Was, I heard a rumor that um, they were like, "Nima, we heard you were getting deported." I was like, "So <laughs> you're messed British, up. right?" Yeah. Yes, I'm British. <laughs> and I'm yo, deported. the level of and I used I have a bit of a mouth, but even back then, I used to I used to out- outwardly tell people they were racist. You know, yeah, yeah. In our year, like oh, God, there be, were a few. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, and like um, and I remember, and the so funny thing is, I would jokingly say it, but seriously, you mm. know that kind of thing. And yeah, how when I was leaving, sassy yeah. young kid, <laughs> and I'm sure they were happy I was leaving too. So they started. I was like, if I could have gotten all of them in a room and told them about them about themselves, because I used to tell it people about themselves it didn't matter who you were i remember mm. there were black people i tell about themselves too it didn't matter who you was i tell you yeah but um yeah it was crazy i did get a bit of like yeah but like, you did, i remember you did a presentation class, yeah. about it which i from what i remember it was very good <laughs> but <laughs> like you. like it was like an actual like legit like i don't know but yeah just Proper remember africa stuff like yeah. it's not all huts we do have electricity now guarantee you i think, um, that, I think, that was, I think that's actually what you talked about as well <laughs> yeah, you're like yeah. excuse, okay, let me just educate you yeah, yeah. you do yes have. in the other country there'll be poor people and rich people yes. there and everything in between <laughs> but yeah no when i used to go back home to pakistan as well like over the holidays or whatever summers used to mm-hmm. go quite often yeah it's the same stuff like people make jokes like oh you can get married and i'm like i'm 10 <gasps> years old like, <laughs> it will shock who you who am i gonna get married to when i was even leaving the states um it's funny when i was saying I was coming to Nigeria um going to Nigeria they were like um oh are they gonna marry her off now they didn't say this to me the person did not say it to me and they they might listen to this yeah or whatever but they had told a mutual friend of ours they were like oh she's probably gonna go back to Africa and they're gonna marry her off and I was quite upset because I was like, I did not realise the level of ignorance yeah. <laughs> that this mutual friend had. Like, I mean, I knew there was yeah. ignorance, obviously, because yeah. unfortunately, I always say, like, when you know better, you do better. So I don't blame yeah. the person in totality. But um, then again, there's Google. So I feel like... Um, <laughs> I think Google was definitely should, around yeah, back like, then. But I, yeah. well, it's funny, I think it always, it always kind of hurts. I know this sounds a bit... Yeah. yeah, and I think I might go into a subject similar to this, but you know when you know people mm. and you've been around them, yeah, and like you're like we're friends, like you know we might not be best friends, but we know I each other, and then suddenly yeah. they say stuff about you, and you're like you're uh, dumb, like yeah, um, yeah. like 
are you just imposing a random ass stereotype yeah after you know me like where's your like, empathy uh, yeah. that's all you need like it's, it's just anyhow, weird yeah. keeping stereotypes to yourself yeah exactly. but exactly. you know you were saying like oh this girl really gonna go to africa and if that's another bugbear of mine like, when mm-hmm. people are like you when you when people refer to asians in mm. practice they don't say asia they'll kind of refer to what they'll say asian india yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. so when people say africa i get that all the time like like because in if you say oh is anyone been to africa and stuff but where africa's a massive exactly. it's, it's a, a continent, continent people do you know what i mean oh. it's like are you like nigeria kenya like all the countries yes, so many there's countries. the west there's the east there's the exactly. north there's the southern exactly. africa so please be yeah, specific people are the still, tribes yeah. are numerous even to do with like i don't know with, like there's international charities it's all just yes. africa it's like what do you mean by mm. africa who are you helping oh, where's my money going you know what that was actually a really interesting thing um someone said at the BAME event like the woman was saying I think she worked for an NGO or something yeah. yeah, and she was doing a big piece of research about uh, like I don't, poverty in um, South Africa mm-hmm. not South Africa South America mm-hmm. and um, so they were doing the like imaging and stuff and um, someone put a, a black baby on it and then she was like oh like why are we uh, using this in mm. South America why are we using a, a black child and they were like <laughs> and they money. said the, the, the manager was like oh you get more money if you use black kids and it was like she was like are you is that, okay, is that you can't, unless you're referencing <laughs> you a just... region where people are migrated there and that's a massive community there then why yeah, yeah you, like it's like and also yeah just like what, also you're just com- even... commodifying yeah. like black poverty for your mm. charitable success when you're actually trying to help a different place yeah. mm. why don't you just anyway but also <laughs> still doing research on South America South America's a giant place like you wouldn't yes. just fundraise for all of Europe like Germany needs some money. Let's fundraise for all of Europe. We'll get more money that way. No, <laughs> it's just yeah. You talk about a specific region. What are the problem? What I don't know. It just it really just gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't get to level be of ignorance. Yeah, but, I mean, it's all. Oh, um, how do we, how do we get? Like, yeah, <laughs> what are we doing? What's going on? Um, yeah. So I think that's our recommendations for London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's our brownabout town segment. So mm-hmm. what's going on at Snap Crackle and Pop, Stacey? Um, there's been a lot going on. Um, so I mainly want to talk about the Emmys because mm-hmm. big up Emmys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a good thing because if you don't know, um, lots of minority people have um in America won lots of different awards on mm-hmm. the Emmys, which is unheard of almost. Um, and which is amazing. Um, I'm gonna go through and list some of the stuff that they've won, but also I just want to drop this out there. We'll discuss it in more depth in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But skepticism. <laughs> like, okay. So last year, the Oscars, or the year before, whatever. Skepticism. Yeah. Um no one got like no minorities got anything. And yeah. then Will Smith is all like, what's going on? And yeah. everyone's like, oh my God, how dare he? Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and then and then now the Emmys, they're basically just giving out rewards left, right and centre to any BAME person. Like, mm. LGTB here, how on a ward? <laughs> what are you on? I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, no, it's amazing. And it's not like they're all really talented, but Let's let's just go through some of the stuff that so Riz Ahmed. This wasn't really in the media that I've been following, but mm. maybe it's because it was American kind of focused media. But yeah. he's a British Asian, yeah. um, South Asian. Uh, I think he's, he's Pakistani. Pakistani. Yeah, he's Pakistani. Uh, Pakistani British. Yeah. Um, and he has been around in the UK for a long time, and like he's an MC, um, quite a serious actor. But I didn't know. But he's got really big in America. Um, and he won. Uh, what did he win? Outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie. And he was up against like Benedict Cumberbatch, Ian McGregor, Robert Nero, and he was the only person of color in that category. Big so mm-hmm. I was like, that mm-hmm. is a pretty good win. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, that wasn't in the. British, I mean, the media hype. So I was like, a British brown person won an Emmy. This is amazing. 
Anyway, so he won an Emmy. That was amazing. Um, Donald Glover won a couple of Emmys. He won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. And I think he won the Directing or the Writing Award as well. Yeah. Um, but just the nomination level was amazing as well. So many people of colour. I'm just going to list some of them because I've made an excellent list and I really want to use it. Yeah. So you Don't had, like, say she's not organised. Yeah, I'm so organised. <laughs> so you had like Tracy Ellis Ross, Titus Burgess, um, Samira Wiley, Uzo... A Duba and uh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Leslie Jones, uh, Thandi Newton, Wanda Sykes. Uh, did I already say Viola Davis? No. Um, Anthony, the guy from Blackish. What's his name? I think Anthony Anderson, and he actually won. Funny. He won an Emmy oh, well. Aziz Ansari won an Emmy. Um, really and again, I was saying this earlier, I can't remember her name, but um, co-writer. Yeah, his co-writer. The... His co-writer, yeah, from yeah. Master of None, who's also starred in the show as well. She won it, so it was like minority person, LGTB woman. Um, and it was for an LGBT, the Thanksgiving episode that they won. Yeah, yeah, yeah that you know, was a beautiful really episode. Yeah, that was highly amazing. I like when they that put, for yeah. people to watch Master of None. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not crazy about season one, but season of two, the way it's shot, it's just like the yeah it's it, the directing really, style the writing is better oh, he really stepped up the first one was very like Aziz Azari does a sitcom and then uh, and then good. but the, the second <laughs> yeah. one it was really like really focused on like minority stories I think the Thanksgiving episode really stood out the mm-hmm. most like it's just yeah so what happens is uh, so she's a, a lesbian woman who a black woman and mm. it's just a story. It's like Thanksgiving every year, and it's just the story of like her coming out to her mom, and then bringing her girlfriend round, yeah. and how they react, and then like yeah, just kind of yeah. And it's and linked in with Aziz's character because he he's um and is he does he is he Indian? Yeah, yeah, he's Indian. an Indian yeah, he per, like Indian family in America, but so they don't really celebrate Christmas, um, and they're Muslim as well. So oh, it's Thanksgiving. He, oh, sorry, Thanksgiving. Um, and then so he they don't celebrate that. So he goes over to the house every so they become like a little family of Aziz, like his best friend and mm-hmm. the mom and the grandma. So it's just it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm using that word excessively. Like, it's beautiful, babe. No, no, <laughs> it it really love. is stunning. Like I was just stunning. It's just shot in such a like. Just a like, just a great way. So like, the start of the season, uh, season starts off in shot in Italy, and I love Italy. So Ooh. it's just really nice to see. Like, I don't want to ruin it for you, but he basically can I just give a little bit of pop guidance. He goes to Italy. Yeah, he runs away <laughs> to Italy to become a, a tortellini chef or something. I don't know. And he's oh, like training in this like really like southern region, um, and it's just it's really cute. And it's just the way it's shot, and it's part of it shot in black and white. And it's just they've played around with lots of cinematic styles and the way it's written as well like each of the episodes is almost freestanding although there is a plot theme and yeah. something does yeah. happen but I like no. when they do that with but I almost shows, prefer yeah. the episodes individually yeah, yeah I think like the Thanksgiving one like, I don't think you need to have watched Master of None to watch that I think there's a lot of catch up like they and then um, I think also there's one I, I, I don't remember what it's called but it's like it's about three different kind of minority characters living in New York like there's a um, uh, an African uh Cab driver, sorry to say, Africa. I don't remember what, where he was from. Um, and then there's, there's like a I'll allow it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we allow each other. Yeah. Um, and then there was like a deaf woman in her life, and I forget the other person. But it was really interesting. Yeah. Like, um, is this? Seven? No, I'm thinking. Am I thinking of a different episode? But then one of the episodes is one of the only times yeah. that people are always saying. You know, people are like, oh, where do, where do you see on-screen representation? And like, people think you're going to say Bendit Lavecca, and I'm like, no, that <laughs> does not relate to my life whatsoever. How many decades ago? Yeah, do you know what I mean? That? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's really shocking. That's the only time we have like Asian women on TV, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but no, there's an episode where Aziz Ansari and his cousin like it's Eid but they're not religious at all and they've got some religious family coming oh. over and him and his cousin sneak out and go to a pork festival and drink alcohol <laughs> on Eid and call in sick to their family and I was just like that's the most relatable western experience that I can kind of like from like you know growing up with like, some of the things that friends get up to and mm-hmm. it's just like you want to live your own life but mm. then your family are sort of like, mm, and it's like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to do this. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was just like, that was the most really, that was just the funniest thing ever. And I was like, I know so many people that have done stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> um, I just mm. find it hilarious. Um, anyway, 
that was an Aziz digression. Um, but um, so Donald Glover won stuff. Who else? Um, Common uh, won the Outstanding Original Music Award. Um, for the documentary Thirteenth. Yeah. <laughs> RuPaul um got best oh. is it like live? best best reality TV reality shows. Show. RuPaul is fantastic. <laughs> Please watch the show. It's really interesting about gender stuff and also fantastic. It's award winning. Emmy it's winning. award Emmy, it's Emmy winning. And yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's, shameless plug. Yeah. Oh, All Stars Three um for RuPaul is coming out. So I'm sorry not to go on about. Are we sponsored by him? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I met him, I would die. Anyway, basically, there's like a uh, so there's been like nine seasons. And yeah. And they're doing All Stars ones with like the people who've like lost and then they're doing their oh, own like, shows oh, so that one they cool. announced the cast this week not that anyone else in this room cares but <laughs> we I'm care sure about somebody you. yeah yeah that's all that matters jay um and then dave Chappelle <laughs> won best dave. host and again like okay so this is where the skepticism comes in mm. i'm really really happy for all these um minority kind of nominations and i think we have had like as minority people in america mm-hmm. uh, whether it's british or american we've had a great year and like you know we've had like titus on like um Kimmy Schmidt show, mm. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. We've had like the whole Atlantis thing. We've. Um, oh, I don't think. Um, what's that one that you keep telling me to watch? Uh, Insecure. I don't oh, think that oh. had any nominations or anything. No, I don't think so. It won but, a Golden Globe but, or something. I think. And yeah. then there's This Is Us, and they like all the nominations I saw from This Is Us were black actors. So yeah. I don't know if there's a the show with a lot. Guy, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think we've like there's been lots more representation dotted around, mm. and there was a lot of categories. But I don't know. I'm skeptic. Like, skeptic. I'm skeptical mm. because there was a lot of categories where they were the only person of color nominated, and they won. And I'm not saying that's because they didn't deserve it. I'm sure they did, and mm. I'm sure they've deserved it for years and years. But I'm just sort of like, are you handing them out now for I think banter? That, I think there is a kind of like white liberal America where like we're not Trump. We're not Trump. Here yeah. are minorities. Yeah. Have well, your the actors always yeah. the first one to jump on that, like Meryl Streep. Like, what have you ever done for minorities, Meryl Streep? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, I but. Mean, what, yeah. Yeah. To Viola, but <laughs> Viola Davis. But yeah. other than that, like, what do you actively do? Like, do you intentionally call out certain things? And they ditch all their own? rules. So, like, I would have thought Viola Davis. I don't know if she actually won anything, but I didn't see anything. I think she didn't but she consistently has like she's won the Emmy, she's won an Oscar yeah, as well, right? Too, so, yeah. like, when you think, oh, for example, like if you become Nicole Kidman, you get to that stage, mm. and then that's it. Then you're up for awards, and you're likely going to win them back to back. But like that doesn't apply to Viola. Like, mm. she's not good enough this year because mm. there's other minorities they want to give props to. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I'm a bit, I'm very happy, but mm. I'm very sceptical. And then, like, Riz Ahmed, I'm like, he's been trying to break into this industry for years and years and years, and it's taken him a long time to get known in Britain. Mm. Um, And then for him to suddenly jump into America in the last year and a half and then win Emmys off it, like, it's amazing. But I'm just, I don't know if he would have won it under different circumstances. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think there is, like, I don't know. It's okay to be scared. I think it's kind of important to not worry about rewards and stuff, if that makes sense. Like, it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it doesn't really mean anything because, like people say, like, um, you know, diversity is... We need diversity in the people who are, like, uh, paying for the productions, like, the directors, yeah. diversity, and everything, like, all yeah. that sort of stuff. And that's where it matters. Like, it's not like, oh, we've got diverse people that won. Because this is the last hurdle, winning a thing. Because they've, like, what, like, uh, been that's actors for years. Like it's a, it's, they've done this stuff. They've just given you an award to kind of keep everyone happy yeah, yeah. Like, and it's that like mean anything but these people have been fighting for years like yeah, it's, not, it's true the battle's not this is not the battle being won the battle's already been half won for these people who are like yeah. on tv and they've got their own shows and they've done all this yeah. stuff yeah. so like the awards i don't know you can't focus but, on i them. mean i guess america is doing pretty well because you know you've got like mindy kaling you've got hassan yeah. minaj you've got all the minorities on screen like we're getting there we're not there we're not quite stories. there but yeah like yeah it's just right in the right roles for them mm-hmm. like i love um key and peel but is Key the tall one? I don't know. Okay, well, Peel yeah, is it no, like Ant and Deck? I'm, a, I'm visually, pe- I think Key is the tall one. Yeah. Keegan Key, Peel. Peel, no, Peel did uh, Get Out. 
Okay, so and it's Keith. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Keith, so the tall okay, one yeah. with uh, shaved head. Yeah. Um, so basically, he is now like becoming more mainstream, but still, he's always the black best friend. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's in a sitcom or whatever movie, like he still is not getting. And he's like, what else could he do? Like, with he's, no personal yeah, background story. Exactly, no personal. He's just so got that kind of yeah, just that extra side character they mm-hmm. add on for diversity. Yeah. Um, and he's True. in all the big films, but you wouldn't <laughs> notice he was there. But you know, he's had his own. He's written and starred in his own like sketch show. Like he's really, really famous, yeah. but. When it comes to Hollywood, he's sort of like. Whereas Peel, like he's he's like, oh, forget that. I'm just gonna write my own stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's like directing his own I'll tell movies. My own yeah. Story. yeah. Talking of which, also on the Emmys, I think um the guy for the first time too, the guy that voiced over the award ceremony was black as well. Ooh, so yeah, that I did was, not know. They that. said it was really interesting. I haven't watched it up till now. It's one of those things. No, it's like, not really something I watch. I watch it. clips of it. I wouldn't watch the whole exactly, show. Exactly. It's like, like back to the yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm sure that was a lot more lit. I heard it was a bit more like yeah. <laughs> oh, shout to the yeah. It's good, you know, putting a bit more. Um, no, I'm glad it's yeah, but I just think yeah, I'm always conscious of the fact that is it a pinpoint representation? Yeah, like it looks like oh, America's full of minorities on screen. And it's like mm. glamorizing, but no, and but mm-hmm. I think there's lots of yeah, like you know we had Blackish, which is basically about a black family living in America. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and I've had my bugbear about that as well because it's like the two major like kind of all the shows that have big black families, mm-hmm. not big black families, they're that are big and have black families on screen mm-hmm. will always be like middle class. So that, it's like Fresh Prince, yeah, Blackish. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. It's really good yeah. shows, and I'm glad yeah. that they're getting yeah. um, recognised in that. And they you know, they've been. I think I don't know the last season four or five now. Um, yeah, but four. you don't, you don't get any diversity in the kind of way minorities are represented yeah, on screen. It's true, in terms so it's like of you're class. rich or you're a terrorist, so you either do really well, or you do really mm. bad. There's nothing in between. Mm. I don't know. We're getting there, but baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. I'm just a sceptical person, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Emmys were great. Um, we did good, guys. We did good. Yes. Um, what else has been happening? Okay. I've just got too sidetracked by the Emmys. I can't remember what else I was going to say now. Um, right, yeah. So what else has been happening this week? Um, the Kevin Hart apology. Mm. I mean, it's coming mm. and going. Mm. So he did this massive apology. If you don't know, Kevin Hart apparently cheated on his um, wife. His rib. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's such a weird way to describe someone. My rib. rib. Oh, it's so strange. Well, it's basically Eve's meant to be... He are a rib. No. <laughs> You know, Eve came from. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. That's uh, pissing me off. Beautiful. Like, yeah. Sorry. No, yeah, but I yeah, think sorry. like the rib thing is like biblical reference from like oh, uh, women being created from yeah. man's yeah. rib. And you know, we're like, don't call me your fucking uh, rib. <laughs> like, I'm a person. I, not that. <laughs> I, I think what's laughable is social media has always like has played on it because you know she was um, apparently supposedly was the side chick to the first wife. Oh yeah. Because she posted a she picture on social man. media. <laughs> exactly. When you leave a space yeah. it does need to be acquired. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Somebody else applied for that job. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> What's the pay? <laughs> would joke, a lot of cracks on social media were saying like, because she is the one that even opened the door for this. When she was like, she posted and she's like, oh, we've been together mm. for X amount of years. And I see what so you're saying. And I think I would naturally go married, there. But then I'm like, yeah. should we not victim blame but should we blame the woman in this situation it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's his fault for doing this as well right. but um, he's just ridiculous because he's like denying it denying it denying it oh shit there's a video out there I'm so sorry <laughs> you will but, not take my money <laughs> yeah she's oh, just like what are you doing Kevin like I think uh, his social media I mean like it's nice but, like before previous to this it's just yeah. like it's all like my family the hearts you mm-hmm. know my wife there's like a really there was a cute video of her she's re- his wife's pregnant by the way yeah. <laughs> She was really heavily pregnant and they were like shuffling and stuff. And you were just like, all right, Kevin, like talk about fucking social media life versus real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, you just oh yeah. What a front. Yeah, he's very entertaining. I've got to give him that. Funny. I enjoy watching his social media. Although yeah. I'm a bit like, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. But yes. I'm watching you still. So no, but he posted a great thing, which it was like a picture of his wife. Oh, she looks stunning. She's beautiful. And then she was like, she's uh, glowing, he, yeah, to be and, honest, yeah. yeah. And then he like wrote like, oh, my wife, oh, I love her. And then next to it, he was like, and to all the haters that are gonna be <laughs> posting all their negativity about me and my life, I don't give a shit about what you think. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, Kevin, like, just Major don't eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, my account is public because I'm not scared. Like, blah, blah. It's like, you can't, how private can you make, as yeah. a celebrity, how private can you make yourself? Probably a little bit more than yeah. he's trying, to yeah. be fair. But, but I saw this hilarious, um, it was actually a British stand-up, and it's really weird because, oh, I wish I'd saved this clip so I could share it with everyone, but <laughs> it was this guy, and they did it in a very American style. So you know, like, the American comedy clubs where you mm. have, like, the dark room, spotlight, brick wall. Oh, so yeah. there, there was a British comedian doing something like that. I'm like, what comedy club is this? I've never seen anything like this. But yeah, and he was doing this um, stand-up piece about Kevin Hart apology, and he was like, um, yeah, you know, but props to him like he's got um, a lot of money and he was like if you are a broke person and you cheat on your wife you get chucked out but when you're when you've got that much money and fame and you come in and you're like oh babe i've got something to tell you uh basically he cheated on you and she's like gets mad <laughs> has an outburst and remembers what's in her bank balance at the moment and is like you know what whatever go go <laughs> i'm gonna go upstairs and calm down about this yeah, and then yeah. come back down yeah um, and i was like that's basically true like he did it much funnier than i do it but mm-hmm. um and it was just yeah the audience were cracking up and i was like that's so true it's like it's not really none of our business but he's made it our business um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um but apparently yeah when you have that much money you can treat women however you like mm-hmm. and when you're funny we all get over it and i'll go watch his next movie probably because <laughs> people have literally like i feel like it's been he let he's been let um off. they've let this yeah let this off real quick so but i think it's because his wife is not publicly reacting and that's her choice um mm, but she but she's no. been kind of <laughs> social media she's been very continuous just normal stuff yeah not like had a rant to her husband or anything like that or even responded so like i know it's very hard like i imagine if you're in the pub in the limelight and you know the public are kind of i'm sure people are dming her and whatever and they posting or tagging her with cameras and they exactly. were harassing so her she's, to a she's holding this woman like a very pregnant yeah it's like yeah. she looks like she's about to pop any day exactly. but yeah she's maintained herself like she's obviously decided she doesn't want anything to do in the public and must be really really hard to keep that going mm-hmm. about um respect to her for doing that because i think maybe that's why it's died down because you know he's kind of tried to he, he's like a little flipping i think of him as scrappy dude because he's like yeah, okay. yes <laughs> oh my god perfect yeah because <laughs> um, he sort of was reacting to it but she's not said anything so i guess like respect her privacy and she was mm-hmm. like well it's my problem i'll deal with it yeah, it's respectful. Slap him on the head, I would. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was even annoyed when he posted it. I was like, he didn't even need to say that. You could have just stopped that. You could just my ignore My beautiful it. wife yeah. and end it. Because, like, if you're going to be the mature person, the mature celebrity that people will respect a bit much more, and yes, you're a comedian, you're funny, but, but, like, you don't need to entertain yeah. all those people that do say all that mess. Like, But I think in America, it's a very different culture. Like, TMZ, whether or not, because, you know, I love Kardashians, I'm always following them. There's always <laughs> some statement about oh, Kardashian from a family friend on TMZ, and it's like, is this true? I don't know, but I guess they're very it's not me online. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We've got like our paps are no better, but yeah. uh, in the UK. But I think yeah, there's like an official. Apparently, they're the, the people to go to. Yeah. So if you don't do something yourself, I'm guessing mm. they'll make something up for you. <laughs> Probably yeah. better to get a few words in yourself. True I don't know. It is messed up, but um, yeah. I hope they work it out. Well, they will because yeah. you know bank balance. Oh, she and never good. <laughs> yeah. She got a bag. <laughs> yeah. No. I think th- that's it really I mean I've been keeping an eye on Asad Khalid he's not been seen in a car seat still guys I'm really worried about his travel safety but car seat watch yeah. I mean I hope he's he's probably well insured so it's fine yeah no, exactly <laughs> he's insured he's a mogul so yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway now that we've done snap crackle pop 
culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pass that over to JOK. I don't know if you have any rants or things you want to get off your chest. And I'm going to call it get it off your chest. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it nice I and like simple. It, yeah, yeah. Keep it basic, like your mum. Um, oh. oh. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just... Okay. Sorry. Okay, that's where we're right, going. We're gonna, I'll see you outside after. <laughs> I'll be waiting for I'll you outside. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's fine. Um, So, yeah, so this section, we're going to go try and, like, just have a bit of a rant. Like, I think it's kind of like get to know you rant as well, because obviously we're new, you don't know who we are, Um, and I'm just going to share some things that piss me off. And mm, the personal things. Yeah, personal, like, bugbears. Not specific to, to anyone else. else. Yeah, not specific <laughs> no, to No, probably anyone. specific to other people, but, you know. Okay, so my rant is, um, so uh, I am a mixed race woman and I have a social life. So I, I hang out with lots of different people a lot of the time. And um, I'm, I don't want to say it's one kind of person that does this, but I just want people to stop doing this, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you meet someone, they've never met you before, or, you know, sometimes it's like two, second, third time you've met them and they uh, they try and bond with you, but like in a really weird well, okay, I think it's weird. They basically just try, like, they, they go into their Rolodex in their head and just, like, pick a black thing. <laughs> they're, they're like, they're like, yeah, exactly. Like, ooh, what, like, yeah. Oh, Martin Luther King. Do you want to talk about Martin? It's a- I had a dream as well, you know. <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah it's so, but that, it would just be like, we'll just be having a normal conversation. I'll be like, oh, like, uh, you know, we're having dinner or something and just chatting. And then that person, someone's like, okay, I'm just going to give you some real life examples. And things that happened to me and to other people. <laughs> you don't make it. <laughs> which I, yeah, like, um, so I was having dinner with someone and we were just talking about, I think we were talking about Donald Trump or something. And then this guy just started going on. He was like, oh, so uh, I, oh, he was really posh, obviously. And he was like, oh, uh, yeah, like, do you remember when um, all those celebrities, they were like get, getting together and just talking about Hurricane Katrina and stuff. And uh, oh, Kanye West was there. And, uh, and, you know, and everyone was like, and, and it was really weird. Yeah, and, and he was like, he was, it was really weird because like, you know, everyone was just talking about like, you know, how the, how difficult it is, blah, blah, blah. And then Kanye West just started going, oh yeah. And, and like, George Bush doesn't care about black people. People. and i was like why is he talking about this <laughs> how is this relevant yeah this, like not relevant to the conversation at trying all. to get your specific opinion yeah. on the black thing yeah, yeah. But, okay so i don't remember when hurricane katrina was but it was at least 10 15 years ago yeah. and i was just yeah, like why yeah, are we talking about do you feel loved by george bush yeah exactly yeah. and it's like how do, do you, you want to ring kanye and like maybe get yeah. him to yeah, put yeah, some input yeah, into yeah, this yeah, conversation yeah, is he your cousin yeah anyway you know we're just like uh I, why are we talking about this? Like the outdated, come on, and also update your random black things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another time. Uh, so this happens quite a lot where um, men usually, well, yeah, men like kind of want to make you aware that they're attracted to women of color. If you know what I mean, like you'll be yeah. sitting there, like, yeah. And you. I was like, like we're just you know at, at like wherever, and someone's like. Oh, you know who's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen? Who I've ever seen? It's like this, uh, this Jamaican sprinter from the eighties. I'm like, <laughs> what? And he's like, Google her. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. You know, like, okay. Googled her. Most average looking woman. I mean, she's yeah, just average looking. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm very talented. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we're not judging like, her beauty. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> who cares? But you know, what I mean? like, why are we talking? Like again, mm-hmm. it just came out. No, why yeah. are we talking about Jamaican sprinters? I don't, mm. I don't understand. And then I think one of the worst times, and this wasn't to me. I was at a party. And I was uh, sitting there and there was a girl uh, who I hadn't met before, but she was really nice. Like, um, she was, I think she was half Chinese and half English. So we were just talking about uni. Like, it was me, her, and then this guy who neither of us really knew, but it was a party. And I like to be sociable. 
although it's becoming more and more difficult over yeah. time. <laughs> like, so many people on the blacklist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Including me. About, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, blah, blah, blah. So we were just talking about uni and like, oh, you know, when you get really drunk and like, oh, like, yeah, drinking a lot. Just, just stupid conversation. And this guy, and okay, this is, you know, red flag number one. Whenever mm. says anyone says Anglo-Saxon, <laughs> I'm like, what? what? And it, yeah, anyway, he was, this is what he said. So we were just chatting about uni and she was like, oh yeah, whatever, I drink or whatever. And he was like, He's like, you know, us Anglo-Saxons drink a lot, don't we? And she was like, what? He's like, you know, he, she, he was like, you know, like, it's quite difficult for like Asian people to drink a lot because I know that they're not as used to it as us Anglo-Saxons. And I was Pause. like... <laughs> um, what? Do you know the funny thing is that I think, if anything, ethnics drink more because... Our weddings, drinks are free. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> different Asians drink in very different cultures yes. in different ways. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But he was just like, to her, so, okay, she has an English accent. She's, she was, she was doing masters in like a top university, whatever. She, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need to justify. She, we were talking. She, <laughs> she's got nothing to do with she's, anything. She's obviously English. And he was like, you know, like, he said, and he's like, in your culture, people don't drink very much. And it was like, she was like, what, like, what are you talking about? What? And genuinely, you know, you're like, and I like, this is why I like being a woman of colour in general, because we both just kind of looked at each other then and we're like, we're like, it's so weird when people just randomly like talk about your race, like as if like, yeah. And they, they assume they're always asking you where you're from and they want to know like, mm. oh, I think he was like, oh, and what's your heritage? And she was just like, oh, blah, blah. But you know, it's like, okay, I, the thing is with this, I feel like I need to like say, it's not just, you know, obviously I like uh, hip hop music. I like, mm. uh, you know, I like lots of things from black culture. I'm very interested in yeah black politics whatever so yep. you know mm-hmm. and if i've spoken to you about that like if we've been like chatting and talking about it and then you like another time you're like oh yeah like i saw this and i thought it was really interesting cool like whatever yeah. <laughs> like you can you know you, yeah. you judge me based on what yeah you know about me like if someone's mm-hmm. like because I, I like grime and if someone's like oh yeah like i love you like random like, oh i don't listen to it but blah, blah. Yeah, yeah and they're talking to me about it because you know because you mentioned the, the, the topic of conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know you're just like we're talking about something else yeah. and it's not even something like uh it's not like you know when people are like oh you know you just talk about... i remember people saying to this again at our lovely school you guys just talk about black things <laughs> what <laughs> does it? that even mean yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> do you know what's so funny is i remember like a bunch of guys in our tutor group used to listen to um they used to talk about watching friday i had never watched friday in my life I mean, yeah, like heard friday it. after it, next it's like it's like a Proper. Ice Cube film, yeah, Ice Cube and Chris, not Chris, uh, Chris um, Tucker, Chris Tucker's in yeah. it, and um, I had never watched it. I loved watching musicals growing up, so I didn't even watch Friday until oh, wait, I went yeah. to the states. It's not Netflix, you know. Yeah. That's where By Felicia comes from. And oh, everything. okay. And so, like, apparently, um, in the states, like black people, that's like a movie you're supposed to have watched yeah. Friday. Yeah, and it's so funny to me how in secondary school they were watching Friday and talking about Friday, and these were your white boys in yeah. our cars talking about Friday and that like me some musicals yeah like, I'm just saying but the thing is it's like yeah I have diverse interests mm-hmm. I like yeah. I, as I mentioned I do cross stitch yeah. I also like watching yeah I love musicals I love really just what, yeah. what you know what like, people have different interests and exactly. yeah, yeah but my you don't just like it just makes you feel like uncomfortable basically mm-hmm. you're making me feel uncomfortable in a social situation yeah. mm-hmm. for no reason and also I'm not like the thing is like I'm not I don't say anything I'm quite pol- well I'm polite I'm just like oh okay like whatever like don't really say anything. like you know it's like yeah it's just like oh yeah we can talk about Kanye yeah. West for some reason I yeah. don't know why but it just to me it's like a real red flag of like are you uncomfortable around me for no like I don't yeah. like it's it's very like you can tell mm-hmm. yeah. that people are like 
I've never spoken or I don't have these conversations very much yeah, and I'm yeah. going to bring up race for, mm-hmm. for like yeah. and they make it yeah it's just uncomfortable oh, oh you know what please don't do it please yeah, just don't stop do it, it. Yeah. because it's fine if I just talk about whatever mm. just talk uh, imagine I actually was telling my friend about one of these stories and she what she said was like would we be having this conversation if I was white exactly if no. not <laughs> Just, it's fine yeah Wait, that's the thing I think people try and like especially I think it's some, it comes from certain types of liberals mm-hmm. <laughs> um, guardian reading liberals um, and yeah. that kind of like yeah they it sounds like they basically are irrelevantly rinky, uh, linking your personality to race because they're trying mm-hmm. to be like super sensitive and it's like no my race is not relevant in this context like if I'm just a person it doesn't define me mm. um, we could have a normal conversation obviously if something comes up that's fine exactly. but like it's just weird yeah yeah I think it really highlights that people are uncomfortable and that's yeah. what and that makes me uncomfortable obviously mm. anyway so that's my rant for just, the week um, do you guys um, I know you I know Stacey has a little thing about eyebrows but if Nima <laughs> wants if Nima wants to Share it. Oh, actually, no, oh. we're just doing two, aren't we? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Bye bye. Next time. Shh. <laughs> I see how you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, my rant is, and again, you know what? Express yourself how you like. Look how you like. I don't care. She's but lying. Also, I do care. She doesn't think that. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't want to bring anyone down, but eyebrows, guys. Let's talk about eyebrows. Mm. Why are they so weird? Some people mm. just. Okay, so the apprentice is like started again. Oh, and yeah. I love The Apprentice. And I like, uh, okay, well, I love Karen Brady's, I don't love her personality or what she does for a living or anything, but I just like how she... Her expressions. Yeah, her <laughs> expressions, <laughs> yeah. And how she comes across as like a strong, independent woman yeah. in the show. But her freaking eyebrows, like, I don't understand. <laughs> just have normal eyebrows, whether they're thick or thin. What is this like? Okay, I'm doing a hook, but you can't see it. But it's like a hook at the end of their eyebrows. And it's just like perfectly good eyebrows. And Karen's are ex- ex- like an example of this. They're just hooked at the end. It's like someone just like a rat gnawed at them or something. And it's like, just the weirdest, just have normal eyebrows. I don't understand. I don't understand these big trends, little trends, no eyebrows, You're waxing them off to paint them on again. Like, Understand why people do that. Right? Yeah. I mean, I just don't. Like, I'm a, yeah, I'm just always judging people mm-hmm. by their eyebrows. Yeah, do you know what? She's actually looking at my eyebrows as we speak. Yeah. Well, I'm not Jay, <laughs> so yeah. No, I think people. I just it, it it makes me laugh, especially when people spend a lot of time looking like putting time into their appearance. Mm. And um, and she got money too. Hold on a minute, <laughs> Karen. <laughs> she yeah, I don't know who's doing her eyebrows, but she needs to fire them. Mm. And they're the same. Her eyebrows have been the same for like five years. Well, that's how long I've been watching it, so like three or four years. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just, it, I don't understand. I, I feel like I, I feel like I need to be more articulate in explaining what I don't like about eyebrows, but I just like them to look normal and presentable. I don't like these weird eyebrow trends, like you've got braided bros, and oh. people are like putting, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Waves. Just, the yeah, wave just have normal, normal eyebrows. But, um, <laughs> brows are very in right now, I guess. Well, my sister's been like, oh, they've been in for years. What are you talking about? Just because I've never had them. been on our face to be yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> An emphasis in terms of like, they just, draw you into the face I guess yeah. I, I think they really do that. define your face so like yeah, I'm do. always like if you like I'm not saying you should put makeup on or anything but yeah. like if you can get a little shape going that's good for you I always try you know that I really didn't care if I just didn't bother like trying to do my eyebrows like I always try to like fill them in a little bit and that's like my basic. Yeah, <laughs> I maybe I'm speaking from yeah. a privileged yeah. <laughs> yeah. brow, bro, yeah. brow area. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't put stuff in them every day. But mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like I have a general shape that I do, and then, yeah. and then they just sit there and then they grow mm-hmm. out and then they yeah. whatever You're get blessed. trimmed. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't understand. Some people just go, but they go to so much effort. That's what I don't understand. You spend Very a lot strange. of money. Yeah. People will literally get their brows tattooed on their face, mm, I don't like which that. is a thing. Um, they'll spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds maintaining mm. their brows and they still look horrendous. Mm-hmm. But why? Right. I'd rather look at a natural brow that's yeah. done nothing to it and I'm like, you know what, that's how it 
it's grows out your face. Yeah, authentic. that's how like God gave it to you. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. But the people that spend money on it, they make me even more angry. What are you doing? Anyway, okay. So that's the brow brow about town um, today. <laughs> um, <laughs> brow about town. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our show, I guess. Um, we should probably think of a way you to get an out but um so that's yeah like just a get to know you rant um uh, from stacy here and uh next week or next podcast at least uh nima will be sharing one of her rants yeah, um but yeah, I think that's you should, you should yeah. get angry about something. Yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't be Londoners if we weren't complaining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is exactly. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, apart from the weather. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the end of our show this week. So bye from me, Jay. That's my name. <laughs> uh, bye from me, Stacey. And bye from Minima. Minima. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Um, so if you would like to uh, keep up with what we're doing, uh, you can follow us at, uh, at Brownabout Town, then an underscore after the name uh, yeah. on Twitter. Yes. Or um, on Instagram, it's brownabouttown.ldn. Yeah. And then if you can just go to one of those social media sites, because I don't really understand how to make you go on facebook but you can yeah. google that yeah uh, and then all our stuff is on the bio if you listen to us on soundcloud we're on itunes we're on that's it for now that's it for now <laughs> two yeah. platforms is too many yeah yeah. yeah we're getting there again we're, we're getting to spotify hopefully one of these days and yeah, yeah thanks for listening and uh yeah we keep, appreciate you keep binging um <laughs>